HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Uh, hey, everyone. This is Michael J. Flores. Is everyone anyone at this point? Does anyone, I, anyone still out there? There are so many people desperately asking for podcasts. Like every, hey, you know what I want for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving isn't even a gifting holiday, dude. <laughs> what about Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's giving. It's a giving holiday. Yeah, you're supposed to so, give thanks. Um, I'm standing outside the Uncommons, New York City, with... Who are you? Oh, Quad Espresso, that's me. Sorry, forgot. Brian, you're, you're now in charge of holding the umbrella. I'm in charge of drinking my coffee. Um, all right, so what, what happened? So we're standing outside the Uncommons. I'm opening my coffee. Mike's drinking a quad espresso. Um, it's like 6.50 in the, in the evening. I don't even know how much I paid for this espresso. Quad, what you would pay for a normal espresso? I don't know. Like, well, how much do you think a standard entry costs? Because I paid $18 total. Do you think it charged me like eight bucks or something? I have no idea. All right. So, it's so like a double, uh, now it's actually raining fairly hard, yes. which is kind of cool. But I don't think we've ever done a rain cast. Rain cast! So, uh, Brian says, hey, I'm demoing Emergence Genesis. So that's the game that you and Anthony Conta, uh, and who else made it? Matt Ferrando, Miles Rodriguez, Matt Wang, a bunch of other people. As you guys made Emergence Genesis, and you're doing a demo tonight at the Yeah, it's, it's like a launch party. So, uh, where people are... Yeah, they've got the game on sale here now, so you can come to Uncommons in New York and buy the game. And uh, we're showing people how to play, hanging out, and then you're here, though, to play some standard. Well, you told me to play standard. I, I thought that I was supposed to play standard and we were going to cast we between rounds. We are. We that's are. what we're going to do? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is like a multifaceted yeah, it's podcast. So you just dumped your own launch party to podcast with me in the rain. I did. I, you know, I there were there were four seats. There's one game going. There's four seats. Zealand wanted to play. Yeah. Zealand Powell, inventor of Splinter Twin. Zealand Powell invented Splinter Twin. Basically, she like she like top day two Grand Prix Pittsburgh with the deck before anybody else played it. It was like, but it was Kiki Twin then. All right. Well, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> In my imagination, I'm the inventor of Splinter Twin. What? I won that. I won that 5K. I'm in next level deck building. <laughs> I don't know, you read next level deck building? Michael to the J. I'm just going to tell you that, that Zealand day two'd Grand Prix. I think it was Grand Prix Pittsburgh. Would you like me to reiterate how winning that top eight was more difficult than winning a Grand Prix? Would you like me to rattle off my opponents again? Reed Duke was one. Uh, Dave Shields, who won the hardest tournament of all time. Shields, I beat him. And then I thought that Edgar Flores was actually the, he was like the end boss. That's who I played in the yeah. finals. I did not realize how much better Shields and Reed Duke were there. Edgar Flores was always on TV every week at the time, right? Yeah. It took nine minutes to defeat him. That, you know, that, that's old news. Yeah. That's, that's old news now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm going to play standard. So speaking of Splinters 1, I'm playing a Naya combo deck. So, um, so apparently this is a Naya combo deck that I... You knew about it. ...was talking about? Or? Yeah. We made it for like at the last podcast, whenever, in the... In the ephemeral mists of the last podcast, we talked about this deck. So I was just going to play the red deck that won um, the Grand Prix last weekend in Kobe. Uh, but then I don't apparently don't own more than one dragon fodder and zero hordling outbursts. So I was just like, Wait, just, just, I just all the, don't just own all, those cards. All so the like, foil rares and expeditions oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and so like, I, none of the, none I, of the comments I, I exchanged comments. out my, uh, my team. My, so I, I didn't play my foil 
uh, Teamer Battle Rages on the Pro Tour because I was instructed not to play only four foils. But my deck also has alternate art Valorous stances that are foil. So I'm like, oh, I think I can get away with playing Teamer Battle Rage foil at a local tournament tonight. So, yeah. um, so I'm playing this Naya combo deck. It's like kind of landfall, kind of Naya mid range, all the combo. has all the It has all sweet cards. Like, name a sweet card. It's got it. Uh, Dragon Lord Dromoka. It's got three main <laughs> and one sideboard, my friend. It's got Dromoka's command. It's got all kinds of things with the word Dromoka in it. Uh, and it's got, like, you just play Den Protector face up. <laughs> he, just, he doesn't get blocked. You don't want to flip him because that will reduce the number of cards in your graveyard. Right. Makes it harder to cast, become immense. <laughs> so uh, so it's, it's sort of like a Naya combo Nombo deck. Well, it's like... Combo Nombo. It's like half landfall, half Naya midrange. It's like sorry, not sorry. It's Combo Nombo. Combo Nombo. So I'm playing that. Uh, and then if I win tonight, maybe I'll either fly to Milwaukee this weekend or Vegas next weekend. What's in Milwaukee this Milwaukee weekend? Milwaukee is the uh, TCG Player 50, 50K max oh. point. I'd actually rather play in that one because it's only one format. Um, right. Uh, but it's this weekend. Um, but then the next weekend is in Vegas is the Star City Games champion. So... It's my last... I mean, I could just win another invite, right? But it's my, my invita invitations are going to fall off after sure. after this one. So I got an email from Jared Sylvie. He's just like, your many invitations are falling off with this tournament. Might want to cash in. I wasn't planning to go. And it's also... It's multi-event, it's multi so... Right. I only own one Legacy deck, and it's it's still the red deck. <laughs> so, but I guess they banned all the good cards in Legacy. Maybe the red deck's good again. What, what did they ban? They banned Day Through Time. Yeah, well... That's, that's all the good cards. That's all the good cards. <laughs> Have you ever played Legacy? It's all that takes your time. <laughs> or it was, anyway. Yeah. All right, so, um, so, so, and then, uh, so what have we been up to um, other than this? So we made a website, even though we didn't always make our podcast as much. And you're writing Into the Badlands review uh, re recast. As painful as it is. You don't like Into the Badlands? I do not like Into the Badlands you know, very much. Let me tell you something. I, look, here's the thing I like about Into the I Badlands. Wrote, I, I like the action I scenes. I 11 like... of the 12 Bastard Executioner recaps. Catherine only wrote the first one. <laughs> there is no way Into the Badlands touches Bastard Executioner for how bad a show can be about sword fighting. Does the Bastard Executioner have a chosen one? Yes. Oh, it does? Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. The Bastard Executioner... Okay. Spoilers for a show that got canceled. The Bastard Executioner is basically Jesus. You know, like, the Jesus is a man, and then he, like, has, like, a lineage in the in Western Europe, whatever? Wilkin Freedom, whatever the hell his name is, is basically Jesus. Okay, how about that? Spoilers for a show that got canceled, Okay. <laughs> Yes, it has a chosen one. All right, so How does, about it? So does Into the Badlands. All right, well, does Kurt Sutter set himself on fire for a second time? For a second time. He doesn't even say you know he's, like, burned in the first yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah. So you find out why he's burned, because apparently the way he goes into battle is to douse himself in oil, set himself on fire, and then just, like, spook the opponent horses. So they think he's dead at the end of the last fight. I'm like, he's obviously done this before, right? Like, this isn't the guy's first rodeo. So luckily there's some other shows that are better that are also recapped on Fetchland. I, th I think that if you went... Yeah, well, I mean, several of my favorite shows, like right now, like yeah. Fargo. Fargo. Which, which Catherine recaps every week. And, Fargo uh, is... The best show ever. It, it is. So season one is not. It's good. Season one is good, but it's not, like, Pantheon-level good. Yeah. Season two is like right up there with the best season of The Wire speaking or Breaking of, Bad. Speaking or, of Pantheon level good, when did the Pantheon get good at magic again? <laughs> they became unstoppable again uh, at, at the at Pro Tour Vancouver until they were stopped. Sure. <laughs> by, 
<laughs> by stock abs and, and Jessica Dex. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you, you know, I mean, it's 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 John and Reed Duke and you know, I mean, they're, they're Owen Turtenwald and Owen Turtenwald. I mean, Everyone wanted Owen versus John in the finals, right? Oh my god. Oh, well, you called that shot early and then jinxed it, I think. Oh, it's my fault. I actually... I blame you. You probably don't believe me, but, like, 1% of me was cheering for PV over John. Because then, like, I'm like, oh, if PV wins, maybe he'll win the whole tournament, then it will just be always mono-red beatdown decks winning every Pro Tour. I was really kind of like... I was just like, I'm like, well... Like, it's not the... Because if, if they'd played in the finals of Pro Tour Dark Ascension, it would have been like... John versus PV for greatest of all time. And it's just like even nothing when John beat PV. Like no one even cared when John swept PV this one. Like well, there was no there was no like historical narrative attached to it. It was just a match. Right, right. But like it, it, it was the quarterfinals. I mean either. But way. in Pro Tour no, but you know what I mean. In Pro Tour Dark yeah. Ascension, people were just like, Oh, John's gonna beat Kibler and it's gonna be the battle for the best of all time. That was that was everyone's narrative. There was I I don't think that was everyone's narrative because Paulo, even if Paulo had won that, he still had work to do to be best of all time. What does he have, like, John. 11 top eights now? No, he's, he's got an insane number of top eights. He's, it's so, insane. like, yeah, I, I don't think anyone would have, like, said, like, Paulo was better than John if he had beaten him, and although but that's he, a bad he, matchup. But he's in the, he, he he gets into the conversation with John I mean, Yeah, so, regardless, I was, like, 1% of me was cheering for Paulo because I think there's, like, only, like, <laughs> only decks with the Tarkas command winning tournaments or whatever. Is, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, Yule didn't have a Tarkas command. Like, only decks with, uh... I don't know, Lightning Berserker yeah. can win tournaments now. That that, that, that would have been hilarious yeah. to me. Dex with Wooded Foothills. All right. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. So uh, my tournament's going to start, like, right now. So let's break, and then we'll come back. All right, and you'll talk about how, how your, your deck can form me, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll see how chances. it did. Okay. See ya. So Top 8 Magic brings you back to our continuing coverage <laughs> of a Tuesday night tournament at the Uncommons. They lied and said it wasn't raining anymore. <laughs> well, we could just stand like right in this doorway. You can tell them you wrecked me even though I'm standing right here. Okay, <laughs> so my opponent is standing five feet away, smoking a cigarillo, and um, he said I can say that I wrecked him. So Brian, you watched the match. I did. Yeah. What was your What was your take on the match as an observer? Um, your opponent cast a wild slash. Yeah. <laughs> and in two games. In two games, the wild slash and take yeah. your time. Man. Yeah. Fair. Fair. I won the roll. I went first turn, side leopard, second turn, snapping gnarled, third turn, side leopard with, like, obviously all, all fetch lands. And I um, yes, was ahead. And then game two, I played, uh, I played, I, I decided out Valorous Stance, one Valorous Stance for one Outpost Siege, um, having seen red, white, and blue lands only. And uh, uh, I played Nyssa, Outpost Siege, and then just... And? Eventually, I played Dragonlord Dramica with one mana open. I'm just going to just say, like, in the two games your opponent saw your deck, yeah. like, game oh, one, you right. go... Let's name the cards. Oh, sorry, sorry. So let's name the cards. Side Leopard, Snapping Gnarly, Side Leopard, Nyssa, Outpost Siege, Gideon, Teamer Battle... Oh, I just randomly flipped the Teamer Battle Rage with, uh, with uh, Outpost Siege, though. Uh, so Teamer Battle Rage off of Outpost Siege. Um, Gideon, Dragonlord, Dramica. <laughs> Become immense for the cards I've... Oh, Dramica's Command also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so an eclectic mix of Magic the Gathering cards. A.K.A. Naya Combo. <laughs> it's Naya Combo, obviously. And I cited out Valorous, man, so that was a card. Um, I don't know. Did you, do you think my deck looked good or, or terrible? 
both decks look good. Yeah. Both of the decks you played. <laughs> you didn't select <laughs> one deck. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, so uh, you were actually having a way more... So my first round opponent, Luke, you were talking to him before the tournament started, and you had predicted that we would play against each other because I guess you know the science of tournament pairings. Yes. Um, but you were having a way more interesting conversation with him about not magic before the tournament started. So you were talking, I think, about... Uh, about Emergence Genesis and like what you're doing and trying to accomplish and who you worked with and, and so forth on this game that's re being released tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it, was, it was actually kind of interesting because Luke uh, was very, very nice, actually. Luke came up and was talking to me. Apparently, he's a tall, you know, fully grown human being now. But well, He used to be a small he child. He used to be a small child who came to Neutral Ground. Oh, what is Neutral Ground? Neutral Ground was the game store that I used to own in New York. Uh, but you didn't even own it anymore at the time when we started Top 8 Magic, right? No, no, no. You'd already not owned yeah. it for like five years. Yeah, I'd already point. not owned it for a while. But, uh, and he was just, you know, saying that he remembered coming to play in tournaments and that Zev Gerwitz was a jerk to him once in a draft. Zev Gerwitz, Zevatog. <laughs> Zevatog. Well, Zev, Zev was mean to him, though. Yeah. So. I remember just, once. Uh, just, which I thought was fascinating, actually, because Zev, by all accounts, a generally a, a, a nice guy. Yeah. Right? And someone, but like, the fact that Fourteen years later, yeah, somebody's he, like that someone, guy someone, was a someone jerk. Someone remembers that he went to a tournament, yeah, and that this person was a jerk to him. I, I think that that's actually that's like a telling thing about Magic: The Gathering. I think like the negative experience that you have from pro players might be the thing that you you take. So is that like a cautionary tale to me? Like I should be nicer to my opponents? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I'm one's that's, that's not that's not going into the soundboard. He's a total <laughs> asshole. <laughs> me, I was yeah. too. What did I do that was so bad? Yeah. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. I was thinking, like, should I let him resolve the dig through time? He was very kind to allow that. Allow me some Yeah, he didn't play very many cards in my deck. I guess both of my decks operated awesome. My beatdown deck operated awesome, and my mid-range control deck operated awesome. So Luke actually hadn't played much Magic in, like, a decade and... Two or three years. Decade with a K. Yeah. Um, had played as a kid, stopped playing for a while. And now I was in grad school. Oh. And was like, I guess, got back into the game and has been playing for about a year. So, you know. And he was like, oh, I'm going to try standard. And then you, he said, no, no more standard. <laughs> After that match? After that, no. Um. But yeah, so we, he and I were catching up. He was talking about, you know, being in grad school, being in town. And he's like, oh, what do you, I'm like, well, actually, I'm, I have this game here that I made. Which is kind of cool. It's and cool made, to make things, right? It is. I've made games before, but like this is the first game where like I'm not working with someone else's brand. Yeah. Like I've done the Walking Dead games. I've done Twilight games. People don't know that about you. You you have paid the bills for several years on, on Stephanie Myers. Stephanie Myers. I think about Twilight. That that game sold a lot of copies. <laughs> is it still sell? Like is that? It probably. No, I don't think it. I, th I think the company's not made. The license expired for yeah. the company that made the game. But we had a we had a really good deal on that. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't see because this isn't a video podcast. But Brian's eyes have bugged all the way out of his eyes, uh, out of eye sockets. Yeah. And you, the Walking Dead game, Twilight game, Chaotic, you worked on, worked which was was that like a Dutch De Denmark brand? Some it was a brand from Denmark that came over here for his entertainment. I mean, it was on TV it. for a while, it was on right? It's, yeah. It's still on the YouTube's. Is it? It is. What is the YouTube's, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. But my niece talks about it a lot. Yeah. So. Chaotic? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> YouTube's. 
So, um, so yeah, so you invented these characters, like Professor Helios. I mean, there's like 70 characters. Yeah. It's, it's kind of insane, actually. Um, I'm eating, sorry. <laughs> Just to make the sounds of the Top 8 Magic podcast fully gross. More palatable. You know, rain, jackhammers, and... Oh, it's going to rain all night. Everything right? bagels with cream cheese being stuffed into my maw. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, my... Oh, my, my, iPod, my iPhone is all covered with rain. Uh-oh. Is it going to destroy my iPod? Probably I not. So. I don't think so. Um, so, when, uh, when I first started working as a semi-adult human being, I, uh, I used to make comic books. Right? That's, Let me, that's kind let's of, go stand over here. Okay. Oh, that's a good idea. We're walking over to a place that is less rainy. Okay. This is way better, I think, Brian. All right. All right so you made comic books originally. Oh, and turn our back so we're not shooting people eating pizza. Oh, okay. So you were, people don't know, not, I know this about you, but not everyone knows this about you. But you uh, you were the editor. Uh, you originally approved uh, Men in Black, right? Is that true? Um, I started the company that published Men in Black. Oh, I thought you approved Men in Black. Then you made Cowboys and Aliens, though, right? I had a... Mm. That's a very complicated okay. story. <laughs> but you made the Craptacular B-Sides for Marvel I did Comics. Make the Craptacular okay. B-Sides. <laughs> for Marvel Comics, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was watching Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh, so I wanted to talk to you about that. I, I watched Jessica Jones, and it really just made me want to do a Fateball comic for Marvel. I haven't thought about those characters in, like, years. Do you think, like, Fateball is, like, the, in, the same, in the same realm as Jessica Jones in terms of tone? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, th- I think. I mean, she's more. She's more suburban. Yeah. She's more like about suburban ennui than oh, urban she, ennui. No, she'd be like, she'd be like the Scott Pilgrim uh, <laughs> equivalent. Kind of, yeah, kind I, of. I could totally see that. Like, like, uh, like, like, punk shop, Jersey shopping mall yeah, ennui. Yeah. Oh, I can see this yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I actually kind of love <laughs> this, right? Like, I, I can see like Fate Ball. So, for those who don't know. Fate Ball is one of the characters from the Craptacular B-Sides. She has a magic eight ball. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a, called the Fate Ball. You yeah, know. so... Um, it was a knockoff. She didn't, her parents didn't get her a real eight ball. <laughs> they got her a knockoff, like, Chinese uh, counterfeit Fate Ball. So this is a real comic book. Yes. <laughs> not, I'm not just making this up. No. One of the characters is named Mize. Yes. <laughs> Mize! Uh, Fate Ball and... Jug oh, wait, Handle. And Jug Handle. Yeah. So... And then who's the fr- who's their friend? Well, uh, he's not their friend. Char- no, no, no. The one who quit their team before it started. Oh, Fever. Fever, right? So the, I remember quite clearly because Crisscross drew the Fever comic, yeah. right? So if you guys don't know who Crisscross is, he's an awesome comic book artist. He used to draw Captain Marvel for Marvel. I discovered him. Um, so uh, your main artist was Brett Weldley. Brett Weldley. I get Brett Weldley, but your cover artist was Sam fucking Keith. Yeah. Sam Keith, like one of like. In like 1993, it was like one of the six biggest artists in all yeah. of comic books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Brian's cover artist is Sam Keith. You can you can get these comics. I, I don't know. We'll put like a link up on. on you probably get them on Amazon. They're not on. They don't have digital copies of these. I don't, I don't think, think so. Practically, so. <laughs> <laughs> B-sides did not sell that well. It did not do well. No. <laughs> but you had the Fantastic Four in one of the issues, right? I, there were the both thing? of the issues. They're, they were all like, actually in all three issues. Oh really? Yeah. I own them all, but it's been a while since I've yeah. read them. Um, so, yeah, I remember Sam Keith, man. That yeah. first comic was sweet. I think I loved it because it had the crisscross backup story. Yeah, well, the crisscross art was, was just tremendous. This is great, yeah. And he, like, that... And he, did he have an inker? Because the big controversy was Peter David couldn't get an inker for crisscross, so they had that crazy contest between between uh, Bill Jemis, 
Peter David and Joe Casada about who could sell the most comics, but they couldn't afford an inker for, for Peter David. Do you remember this? No. So crisscross only had pencils. And they, like, colored penciled over his pencils. Right. This is, like, a real thing that they had, right? This is when he was doing, like, uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and like Bill Jemis had his, like, Namor comic, I think. And then Joe Casada made, like, his ultimate Batman knockoff. I don't know, an ultimate Batman knockoff. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Owl guy and Sparrow girl or something. But, yeah, like, Peter David couldn't get... But I think you had an inker for Criss Cross. Probably. I, I think. I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't remember. But Chris, Chris might have actually inked himself. That was that was actually kind of a nice thing because Chris is someone I, I actually did discover. Him. Yeah. Like he was, I was working in a comic shop in Brooklyn, like long before I even got into the long before probably months before I got into the comic book industry. And when I got into the industry, I kept trying to get him in the door. I yeah. Trying, you know, and he well, he wasn't quite ready yet. And then he did a bunch of spec comics with me in like the early '90s. And then when Milestone started, I like. Introduced him to Dwayne McDuffie and Derek Dingle. Oh, it's crazy, you know Dwayne McDuffie. Like, and they and they were like, um, yes, and they like immediately spot hired him to do Blood Syndicate. So, uh, if you guys don't know who Dwayne McDuffie is, like, he's basically the biggest writer of um, Warner Brothers animation for like ten years. Yeah. He did like, he did the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. He, he's like, I mean, he died a few years ago, right? Yeah. But like four years Tragic. after his death. He was still being credited as the head writer on the Ben Ten, every Ben Ten. Uh, yeah, he was, he was, I mean, was, was tremendous. I mean, like the second season of like Ben Ten Ultimate is just like so yeah. unbelievably good. And he was like a pretty, uh, he was a pretty good Justice League writer as well, and just on the comics, as yeah, I recall. I mean, he wrote, I mean the, the Milestone comics he wrote were terrific. He, so, uh, he wrote hardware most. Did he invent Icon and uh, Icon and? Uh, Rocket is that Icon's sidekick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are like big characters. These are in just Young Justice as well. Yeah, I mean, Static Shock. Oh, Static is the big character. Static, yeah, Static's the big character. But hard, Hardware was Hardware was great. like that first comic. The first Hardware comic was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, it was really terrific. He, he was just a, a great writer. But yeah, I introduced him. So anyway, and so fast forward years later, I'm doing this book, and Chris finds out about it, and he was just like, just like went into Jemis's office, and he was just like, I'm doing a backup. Yeah. Like, that's, uh, that's so awesome. He's like, we don't have a backup. He's like. I'm doing a backup. And it was like, I'm like, I haven't written a backup. And he's like, I'm doing a backup. Like, he just, in, like, forced just really it. wanted to. He was really awesome. Wanted. It was really, it was really nice. It was one of my, one of my favorite memories of the comic book industry, actually, was him, him really forcing his way. What, what if your artist, instead of Brett Lovely, was just crisscross? I have, I have these pages. Didn't you have, like, didn't you have, like, Juan Bobillo as one of the artists you could have gotten? Like, Juan literally Bobillo, my favorite artist. Lee Motor. Wait, so Lee Motor is very good. I love okay? Lee He's Motor. very good. He did work for Emergent Genesis. He did. Yes, good. He did. So, so Lee Motor is very good. Okay? Yeah. No beef with Lee Motor. I like him a lot. You could Juan Bobillo is like when I say he's like my favorite. I mean, like I mean, he's, I don't think I, love, I like oh. Marcos Martin more, I but like they're so good. All like him, Carlos Pacheco. All the Spanish artists are so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Juan Bobillo, man, yeah. he's unreal good. Yeah, we, I mean, we'd probably still be waiting for the third issue of <laughs> the book, but whatever. Like Juan Bobillo, man, like, it'd be worth the, the guy draws like one line per, per quarter, right? Yeah. And he, was, the other thing, also, I mean, on the B sides is Evan Dorkin did all the character designs. Oh, right? that's awesome. He's also someone I started. But yeah. So, and Evan Dorkin's a what two-time Eisner winner? Yeah, uh, so. yeah. Just, I, I, I think someone, uh, a terrific writer, a terrific uh, artist and creator. I think I met him at one of your birthday parties yeah. once. Yeah, he, he seemed, mean to you? 
he seemed very animated, I'll say He that. is animated and, and, and can be angry. Yeah. He's an angry old man now. He used to be an angry young man. Now he's an angry <laughs> old man. So, um... But, uh, but anyway, so... I think it was your 40th birthday party, so that was the distant past when I met him. <laughs> I'm turning 40 this year. Speaking of angry old men. <laughs> pretty angry right now. <laughs> um... So anyway, Jessica Jones. Yeah. You told me, I, I don't know, over ch- text or chat or something, uh, in a place probably where people, um, maybe people, if I say, hey, are we going to cast tonight on Twitter? Like, there's like 20 favorites to this or whatever, but like, people don't actually see our text messages yeah, to each other. I hope not. <laughs> um, so you said that Jessica Jones, you think, raises the bar. It's a completely new bar for superhero yeah, TV shows. Absolutely. It was, so I'm only like three episodes in. It, it, it's, it's, it is the... the Hands down the best? Hands down the best. So I asked, so I'd watched the first episode only, and Bella, my daughter, expressed an interest in watching it. So I said to my wife, Catherine, I said, hey, can you vet this show? Yeah. Uh, because I don't know if I can have Bella watch this, right? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, Bella's pretty mature, but I don't know. So like, I'm home like two days later or whatever. Like I had been home before two days later, but yeah. like I just wasn't noticed. And she's like on the ninth episode, like she just did not Which, stop. Oh, Catherine? Oh yeah. yeah, just did not stop binging this show. So uh, she's, I'm like, oh, do you like this show? She's just like, shut up. <laughs> Her answer was shut up. <laughs> um, and so, uh, jury, I'll jury's out even, of it. I'll happily do even odd recaps with her. What? I'll, well, happily... I'll do it with you. I mean, I don't, so we, we're up in the air about doing recaps on binge, binge shows. Because, like, there's not, they're not sequential. Yeah. I think, I think we could do, like, roundtables. We could do a roundtable discussion why don't, you do a, why don't we do a roundtable podcast about just Jessica yeah, Jones? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what are, look, we, I know, we'll write out some questions at the beginning and be like, oh, what was your favorite episode of Jessica oh. Jones? But, like, I like the part when Jessica and Luke broke the bed. <laughs> and then they bought a new one. <laughs> like, I like the part where... I don't know how very many things because I've not even done the yeah, third episode yeah. yet, right? But I read the comic book. Yeah, no, right? and, and so, it's so funny because I remember you talking to me about the comic book. Yeah, you were like, "You need to read Alias," right? Because it was Alias. Yeah, it was yeah. Alias. Well, it's funny because Alias this came out at the exact same time as J.J. Abrams' TV show with Jennifer Garner, yeah, Alias, yeah, yeah. right? So it was very confusing from a band, yeah, yeah. brand perspective. Uh, if I recall correctly, I'm not 100% sure, but Jessica Jones, her name is Jessica, was originally meant to be Jessica Drew, who's a, who at that point was a depowered uh, Spider-Woman Spider who, who, who Bendis wanted to use as like a, a down-and-out, beat-up, ex-superhero right. private detective. But he couldn't, for whatever reason, he couldn't. He actually made her one of the pivotal characters in his long, long, you know, 15-year run on Avengers later. Um, but as, he, but, as Jessica Jones or as Joel? as Jessica Drew, as, oh, but okay. Jessica Drew is actually oh, okay. a backup character in Alias. She she appears. She's just like, I don't like you, Jessica Jones. I'm the Jessica X superhero, right? She has like a little bit of spider powers, and she comes back. But you know, she's a pivotal character in Secret Invasion later, and so forth. But um, I, I want to think. I want to say that Jessica Jones is actually supposed to be Spider Woman, sure, and that he contrived this whole other other uh, character just as a compromise. You know, Emma Frost is somebody who can turn into diamond was uh, created by Grant Morrison because Colossus, he needed a character, I guess, who could turn into a hard thing. And Colossus was dead from the legacy virus at the time. And uh, Joe Quesada said, no, people at Marvel who are dead are dead permanently now. Which is, of course, this is not true yeah. anymore. The Colossus has been back. They're Hawkeye's not dead back. permanently, permanently. But at the time, they're like, dead is dead at Marvel. You cannot use Colossus. He's like, all right, then Emma Frost can turn into Diamond now. And he's just like, fine. And it makes no sense in the story. Yeah. The first issue of E for Extinction, 
they like is, which is excellent. It's very good. They like blow up Genosha, and how does Emma Frost live? Well, she can turn into diamond now, and so I don't know. Beast is a cat. <laughs> This is all really good stuff about your deck, by the way. Okay, so let's talk about my deck. All right, so here's my deck. Um, Matt Ferrando and Zeal and Power were watching me play, and they were like, what kind of weird deck is Mike playing? And I overheard Matt Ferrando say, like, I think he's playing a combo deck, but has no one-drops. But my deck has plenty of one-drops. So it has four Warden of the First Tree and four Scythe Leopard. Okay. I have four Snapping Gnarlet at the two, and also Den Protector at the two, because you wouldn't want to play it face down, because right. then you would accidentally make your, gra your, your graveyard smaller. Um, I have two Nissas uh, in my deck for, I don't know. I think Nissa's a pretty good card. Yeah. And then uh, three Dragonlord Dramacos in my main deck, as well as two... This is more like a velocity card for you in that deck than a, like actual straight-up Nissa, right? Like I don't think I've ever flipped it. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. It's just like it's just like to keep your lands flowing because yeah. you actually go like one to No, six. you need like six. So, yeah. So um and then I have uh two Gideons, four Dramacus Command, four Become Immense, and my only red card is three teamer battle rage in the main deck, but my whole sideboard is like red cards. It's uh three roasts, four rending volley. Easy, guys. See you later Mark. Uh two that was M.M. Young. M.M. Young, former Star City Games writer, Beckett Magic the Gathering writer. Uh, Occasional Top 8 Magic podcast guest. Has he been a podcast guest? Oh, he was just now, I guess. Yeah, I mean, years ago. Um, he, uh, when he started, he was. Yeah. And then uh, Outpost Siege I have also. So I have lots of red cards in my stuff. Oh, and I have one, one plus two Valorous stances in my deck, because Mize, I guess. I don't <laughs> I told you I needed to have some other foil cards so I could play. So if you win this tournament, yeah. not only do you win a set of commander decks, but you win a copy of Emergence Genesis. I paid for a copy. I literally logged in to my Kickstarter right. to show you that I'm a backer. I'm going to give you a, a thing not to do on a yeah. Kickstarter campaign. So we get our Kickstarter fulfilled. Yeah. We mail them out. But we're like, oh, here's all these people who are local. Yeah. Right? Like people that we see all the time, like M.M. Young. Yeah. You, Rich Fine, Keith Walter, a bunch of people who, you know, were really generous enough to support the game. We're like, you know what would be really nice is to hand them the copy personally yeah. to say thank you for supporting us and making this game possible. I was literally... And it has been an absolute clusterfuck. I was literally with you in Milwaukee when you got the shipment. You could have handed it to me then. Sure. <laughs> okay. I did hand a lot of copies out there. So, um... No, I, I kind of I, mean, I kind of want to win the tournament, and then I I mean obviously you always want to win, but if I win I kind of have to play in one of these big tournaments. I'm like, oh maybe this deck is too cool. It's a cool deck I think. It is, it's sweet. Um, but did you see how like I mean it didn't matter because I don't know if I would win anyway, but I just got the seven lands and I played Dragonlord Dramica with two threats in play and a mana open, so like it resolves and then like you always win. Right. You can't lose, you right? Immense. Yeah, because you just become immense. Like whatever they don't block, yeah. <laughs> then they're dead. So. Like the whole idea was to make a deck where you couldn't be interacted with if uh, right, right. if you wanted to play the Become Immense against a combo deck. I'm sorry, against a control deck. And Dragonlord Drama is actually just awesome against other beatdown decks, right? You just as long as you trade, 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 play like a five-seven lifelink. They're like Cards, not going to kill you. I, I think that card is the best, the least appreciated of the best cards in standard. It's like unbelievably good. It, it's. I remember when. Uh, we were, we were testing the the five color dragons. Yeah. Deck, and I'd play that card, and it would just be like, oh, this is this is easy mode magic. You now. just can't lose. <laughs> like, you just cast it with like with like using Crucible of the Spirit Dragon with like two two even two mana open. Your opponent can't win. Like, right. yeah, yeah. it's just over. <laughs> um. So, 
Uh, that's round one. What do we, we're going to talk about any 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 uh, other fun stuff or whatever. Maybe just uh, pop in and see what the rest is going, what the rest of what's going on in the tournament, and check back in in uh, in a round or so. Sure. So, uh, oh, why don't you talk about Przingis for a minute? Give you a shot on this. I think Przingis is probably going to win Rookie of the Year. What do you think? I think Carl Anthony Towns is out ahead of him probably it's right not now. It's not even good. Well. Przingis is pretty good. The guy in Brooklyn is actually very good, but he's not. He's who's like the, who's the guy? In, who's the, he has like a long name. I can't I remember. remember. It's like fourteen yeah. syllables. Yeah, yeah. But like that guy, he's like one of these guys who doesn't score a lot. He's like an Anderson Verajao. Doesn't score a lot of points. Super efficient. Gets a lot of rebounds. So you love him, and everyone argues with you about him. Yeah, like just they just like. I'm sure people are like, oh man, look at how good the Spurs are now that they have Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge is playing negative basketball right now. You know what's playing awesome basketball for the Spurs right now? The collective ghosts. <laughs> of Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili are playing like they were 25 again. They're playing unbelievable. And yeah. oh, Kawhi is going to be amazing. So uh, one of the, one of the that's not arguments because we're, we're both Spurs yeah. fans. This argument I had at work is like, I don't think anything matters in the NBA at all this year. Nothing matters except for one thing. It doesn't matter what anybody's win-loss record is right now. The only thing that matters at all is whether or not somebody can figure out how to contain Steph Curry. Yeah. Because if you can't contain Steph Curry, he's going to score 50 points a night in the finals, and it's going to be over, yeah. right? Like they're 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 they are they're playing they they're playing like insane basketball, and they're also playing like Patriot style basketball, which is we just won the world championship of our sport, yeah, but we're angry about it somehow, and we feel like we have something to prove. So the thing like is, they're playing with that weird chip no, no, on their. I shoulder. actually think that it's reasonable to have the chip on the shoulder because the universe doesn't acknowledge that they were possibly the best team of all time last year. This team, it's going to be hard not to acknowledge they're the best team of all time if they keep playing like this. And I would actually go so far to say there's only one and a half seasons, not even one and a half seasons in, like one and a quarter seasons in, I think that Steph Curry is the greatest guard of all time. I don't even think that Magic or Michael come close to how good Steph Curry is. And if he has two or three seasons like this, it will be uncontrovertible. There's never been a scorer like him in the history of basketball, not at that position anyway. Yeah. He touches the ball and a three-pointer goes in. You know, he scored 90 three-pointers in the first 18 games. That's a rate greater than five three-pointers a game. By the way, he held the previous record. <laughs> he held the previous record for number of three-pointers in the first 18 games, and he already doubled it. They, they, they're an exhausting team to watch. They're, un, they're so they're unbelievably exhausting. fun, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you watch the like, – I guess, like, the Spurs are also a great offensive team now, but, like, the early 2000s Spurs were – I mean, I loved watching them, but, like, other people are like, oh, this is boring. I don't want to watch this. How, how do you feel about the Heat? I think that Hassan Whiteside is one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. I think the rest of their team stinks. <laughs> I don't know what am I supposed to say. Okay. Hassan Whiteside, awesome. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they have a bunch of old guys. Yeah, a bunch of old guys who are playing well right now. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, they're not. This is the way I think about it, right? I mean, I hate the Heat, but like, I, they, they've impressed there's, me. So I don't think there's anything close to it. I mean, the only thing that's a threat to the Cavs making it back to the finals this year is injuries, right? Sure. Which the Cavs have shown great alacrity at getting injured, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure, injuries can get oh, them. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they traded for JR and Chump. Those guys, that's, I mean, their, that's their primary skill set. That's the first line on their resume. So Getting injured. I mean, their, their, their lineup is like Kyrie Irving, well, Anderson Marichal, I mean, Kevin Love. I mean, like, all these great players who can't stay on the court, right? Yeah. So, I, I, and I, even if they get back to the finals, there's – I don't, I don't know. Delavadova and Trump did a great job against, against Curry last year. If you just make Curry play at all-star level – I think the the Warriors become mortal, sure. right? Well, They're still it's, great, it, but it's kind of like the it's kind of like the how you dealt with LeBron at LeBron's peak is you got to make 
you got to make the other so the people around is, him be as good as him. Draymond Green and Iguodala are both playing like superstars as well. I love well. Iguodala so much. Yeah, Draymond Green. Iguodala. Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green, I love. I, I just love Iguodala. I, I, in, in a Dray- Draymond Green is like Shaquille O'Neal at small forward. He has like the mass and the reach yeah. of an all-time center but he plays small forward. Like, or I guess he's power, I don't know, he's power forward, he's like Iguodala small, it doesn't matter. This is a weird, compact body. Like, he also has, seems to have the ability to touch the ball and make a three go in. The guy is like, he's he's like, he's the first warrior to have back-to-back triple-doubles since Wilt Chamberlain, I wanna say? And his triple-doubles are like, include like 14 rebounds. The guy is, I mean, Draymond Green, unbelievable. Seth Curry, unbelievable. Iguodala, Beautiful renaissance to his career. I mean, the one that's super overrated is Clay Thompson. Is, is Iguodala the Dragon Lord Dromica of the format? I think he might be the Dragon Lord Dromica of the format, right? Okay. So, like, I would say it's hard. I mean, it's there's no question that the best player in the NBA right now is Steph Curry, right? I mean, from an impact standpoint, I think it's still LeBron James. Like, just look, like, you replace LeBron James with three all-stars in the Heat, and they don't even make the playoffs, right? So, um... And I mean, he's just, I think both guys are going to get very, very deep. I do think that the Spurs will be able to challenge Golden State. I think that one of the mandates that Pop is going to have to have is to not not get paired against Golden State before the finals. The, Spur, the Spurs are I, I, going to have a chance to challenge anybody. Like, that's, that's, that's just what they do, right? Like, they've got so far and away the best coach yeah. in basketball. And... A, and Ridiculous talent and smart management and yeah. it's they are the perfect franchise yeah, and they don't spend any money. Yeah, it's that's the thing that's insane. insane. Yeah. So like, I, I I would love. I mean, I think the Spurs versus versus Golden State is going to be a great series. I don't think any of the series in the East are going to be. I, Has anyone do, ever done the math on how much money Tim Duncan just left on the table? I mean, how could he make? Was he make three point five million dollars right now? He's nothing. <laughs> Like Kobe, Kobe, took, Kobe's limping his way with a twenty-five million dollars sack over his shoulder. So, like, I think I remember like three years ago, like five million dollars. Duncan took like this weird contract, like seven million dollars over three years. It was a ridiculously small contract. He's just like, oh, I'm probably gonna retire. Anyway. Why would he retire? The dude's still playing great, yeah. great basketball. I think. Did no one tell him he's 39 years old? Yeah. He's still putting up double doubles. He's probably, he's probably my favorite all-time basketball player. He's a very good choice. Yeah, he's probably my favorite. Um, so we, we should go inside though. I right. think your next round's coming up. All right. I see. Uh, I see Roman coming out. All right. All right. Uh, we'll come back after round two. Everything about the world is awful. <laughs> that it's sounds a lot. Still like raining. You, that sounds a lot like you lost a match of magic. Eh, like. It was super non So I mulligan both games. So I mulligan the first game. I play my guy. He opens with Colgan's. Well, he posts post first turn, second turn, uh, Soulfire Grandmaster, and then, because he's on the play, of course. Right. And then he Colgan's command me. So I have to discard a card, lose my guy. I, my next was play. Was he just playing Mardu Dragons? Yeah, just garbage. Like, it just didn't matter, okay? Like, and I played Den Protector, flipped up to just get a land, because I didn't have another land. And my hand is like Teamer Battle Rage Become Immense. So I did, the card that I discarded Colgan's Command is Become Immense. It was so non-intuitive. I had just taken the other Become Immense. I would have just killed him, <laughs> which is like so non-intuitive. Like, like, but the only reason I didn't kill him is he had like gained a bunch of life from the Soulfire Grandmaster. I immediately uh, Dramaka's Command to kill it, but then he gains two more life, right? Right. And then so he plays like a dragon. He doesn't block my guy. It's fine, whatever. But I'm just like, oh, this is. Like, I'm still gonna win the next turn. He plays Soren. And he like pluses on pluses on Soren and he gains like 14 life on the swing back. And I'm like, 
wow, I really should have taken that. But it's so non-intuitive. Like I could do more than 20 with my hand already. And I was like down three cards already. It's just like, so it's annoying. But my, my opening hand was seven lands. My second hand, you said you would have kept, was Dragonlord Dramica six lands. Yeah. There's no it, way that's a keepable it. hand. He was mulliganing. What? No, he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't. He okay. perfect dry draws both games. Okay. Like if I just hit my fourth land, he taps out for Colgan's command on turn three. But if, if I just hit my land drop there, I mean, granted, I'd mulliganed, right? But I mean, I just didn't break my fetch lands, you know. Uh, I, I played a side leopard on turn two. My hand was so bad. Uh, if I just, I, I don't think I could lose. Like I would have gone like Gideon. Uh, Gideon. He has probably has no direct answer to it. And then I just played a second, I had another Gideon, and I would have had the mana, I would have had double white to cast them, any land, but instead. Not going to Milwaukee now? I, now I don't feel obligated to go to Milwaukee. <laughs> I guess that's better. This is so frustrating, like, it's just like, just wants to like chat about decks afterwards, and just like, a mulligan both games, you like open on two for one, like, you open on probably the worst possible card for me, a two-two with lifelink that like rebuys cards that are good against my deck. And like, it's, I don't, know, I don't think that people would reasonably rebuy become immense in that spot. You're not, I don't know. I had become immense in Battle Rage in my hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Would you have gotten it? It's four lands. I mean, if I, I think you know you have to do more than 20 damage. I could have done more than 20 damage. Yeah. I couldn't do 40 damage in the next two <laughs> turns. Like, but I would have just killed him the next. I, I didn't have, I didn't have like a huge, I didn't have a huge belief that my guy was gonna live. That's the reason right, why so I didn't get another pump spell, right? So I was just like, I just, I went and got another windswept teeth. I'm like, oh. Well, this will be like fuel for like another landfall guy in the future, or if I need to cast one of my more expensive spells. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was that, or it was that, or the snapping gnarl that he killed on turn two, three, or become immense, right? Yeah. Which I discarded to his Colgan's command. But you know, I don't know. If I just gotten it, I would have probably had the fuel to cast everything. <laughs> that looks sweet. I mean, it didn't perform very well. That huh. was just. That's. I mean, I mean it's. That's, I, that's. That's. You know. Should be like forty-five percent of your magic games, right? Like losing like that's so frustrating. Yeah, well, I mean, so I mean, I'm not really interested in chatting about whether my deck is a landfall deck or not now. I mean, like I played the card snapping Narlet and side leopard against you. <laughs> what would you really like me to say? Um, I don't know. Salt. <laughs> yeah, salt. Uh, but really, I just don't have to feel obligated to to fly to any of these tournaments, which is liberating. Yeah. Um, what if you win your next few rounds? Wow, I went three and one in a local Tuesday night tournament. You're right, Brian. <laughs> let me let me bust out the checkbook. <laughs> because Expedia.com really needs my donation. Yes. That wasn't a paid advertisement for Expedia.com, in case you were wondering. That was Damn just that was just me saying that I often buy tickets from Expedia.com. I just buy tickets from my airline carrier. Well, I, I typically get hotels and everything all together. Yeah. I don't know. Jake does that. You know Jake's a dad. Yeah, as of today. Yeah, Jake So Jake Van Lunen, uh, was he a to be continued employee? Was he, he, he former? Has, yeah, he's worked, he's worked for me at times. He's a, a member of the Top 8 Magic family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jake Van Lunen. Yeah, and, um, and, and, uh, and So congratulations to them. It's awesome. He listens yeah. to the podcast, yeah. so he's going to hear this. Congratulations. Although, I think oh, although I, we both I, liked it on Facebook anyway. Yeah, yeah. Luna Van Lunen. He used the word ethos in his... Yes, he did. In his, a new ethos. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. A, a new child was born for sure, yeah. though. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was a very sweet post. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was not an exciting match. Yeah, that's fine. Let's not talk about magic, then. 
We can talk about Przingis, which we didn't really talk about. We didn't. Or, or Emergence Genesis. All right. So which one do you want to talk about? Przingis or Emergence? Let's finish up about Przingis. All right. I think he's going to be Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I think he's been, he's been terrific. I mean, like, really, he's been terrific. You know, slightly he's, above average, which is great for a rookie. Yeah. He's just inconsistent, I think, right now. Sure. Yeah, he, he, and he, I think by his own admission, right? Like he said, he's still learning where to be in places. And, he's slightly above average. Is freaking great for a rookie. Yeah. That's awesome. He's yeah. got a sweet, you know, I mean, he's got, like, he's got a lot of tools. He's got a nice three-point shot. He's How got, old is Przingis? 20. So he's actually a little old for a rookie. Is he? Yeah. I mean, I most know. rookies are, like, 18, 19. Yeah. But uh, he's got a nice, like, hook shot. He's got, you know, some insight. He's, he's, he's like, sweet. I think, like, he's Michael Jordan, nice like, 22 as a rookie or something crazy number yeah. like that, like, finished college. Back in the day, they finished say, college. I was saying, yeah, I guess when you think about, like, Kobe, when Kobe's, like, 20 years with the same team. He's, what, 37 or 38? Yeah. It's crazy. He, tr- he didn't want to be on the same team. He tried to get himself <laughs> traded repeatedly. I mean, this still could be him, like, <laughs> Like I, I, I'm not putting it past Kobe to run the full Brett Favre's. What's that? And just like retire after spending his entire career with one team. Yeah. And then just sign with a, a series of teams on one-year deals. <laughs> so, like you know, like literally just signing a one-year deal with the Clippers. Because <laughs> just because yeah. the Clippers are a good team. Oh, they probably don't want him then. <laughs> that team is solid. It's it's funny to be like, oh man, they've got three MVP contenders on that team. But how crazy is it that Chris Paul isn't even close to the best point guard in the, in the NBA anymore? It's not even in the same conversation as the best point guard in the NBA yeah. anymore. Which is insane, because we're talking about Chris Paul. Um, I think Andre Iguodala might be the best small forward in the NBA right now. <laughs> Just, um, so who do we like? Center, who do you like? Uh, Andre Drummond or Hassan Whiteside or other? I like Whiteside. I like Drummond. Yeah. But I think those two are the two best centers. Sure. And the, which is crazy because DeAndre Jordan didn't die or anything. <laughs> he's still alive. Yeah. He's still getting a ton of rebounds. Yeah. And he's just not as good, I think, as Hassan Whiteside or Andre Drummond right now. I think Andre Drummond is... That guy was really the... What, what did we talk? He was the Dragon Lord Dramica in his draft class. When you go like 11th or something, yeah. that guy is a, he is something else at basketball. He's like averaging, tw- he was averaging like 20 rebounds a game for a while. I lost, Roman, you want to come over here? <clears throat> so, uh, center. Power forward, um, Roman F- Fusco. Yes. Roman that Fusco that came, uh, came to stand by us. Yeah, I, did. I didn't, so uh, we Ooh. might. We might uh, devolve into the your mom jokes again before the, the before the night is over. Uh, power forward, uh, who do you think I like for best power forward? I mean, obviously, you like LeBron. No, he's, he's not even a small power forward. Tristan Thompson. Tristan, okay. I think Tristan Thompson is the best. Um, so, uh, which he doesn't even start for the Cavs. <laughs> so, I, so you're you're saying Hassan Whiteside? I'm saying Andre Drummond. I'm saying Tristan Thompson. Who who do you like at power forward? Draymond Green. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I, I think of him as a small, but their team is weird. I, I, I feel like... Their small cent- ball lineup feel, would, would score like 200 center, points a game. I feel like center power forward is the same. small forward the same, right? was all blurred into one, like, position. All right, so... But you like a little silly Draymond Green I for love you? Draymond. All right, so your team right now is Hassan Whiteside Draymond. That's a pretty good first two picks. <laughs> I've got Andre Drummond, Tristan Thompson. No one's getting rebounds. <laughs> that's, that's one thing. Um, okay, and then small... Who do you like? Andre Iguodala? 
I like Iguodala. I don't know that I'm Iguodala. The, the options are Iguodala, the servant, <laughs> and LBJ. Anyone else worth talking about? You like the servant. Probably. I mean, if I'm going to get the pick here, I'm going to take LeBron, aren't All right, I? So, <laughs> I, I would also like would LeBron. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you're going to just leave that open for me, I'm just going to take LeBron. We have agreed. <laughs> Um, shooting guard, I like Jimmy Butler. Ooh. Who do you like? Jimmy Butler. I like Jimmy Butler a lot, but... It's, it's, what are, who are the options? Jimmy Butler, James Harden. I don't like, I don't love it. They can't win a game this season. No. I, I like Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I'm going Jimmy Butler. Where, where do you, where do you have, uh... But you have Westbrook at. Well, he doesn't play that position. Yeah. I think Westbrook is the second best point guard in the NBA this season. I mean, to, to be fair, Kyrie hasn't played a game yet. Sure. Right? I don't know how well somebody who's ba- whose base skill set is mobility <laughs> does <laughs> with no kneecap. Sure. I'm not sure how that happens. Sure. So, um, uh, I mean, at point, we're both going to take Steph, right? Sure. So, are we in agreement? I so was we- just trying to jam... <laughs> You just want to jam Westbrook? He doesn't play that position. I understand. So I would say, I would say, Steph is the best. Westbrook's the second best at point, and then probably Chris Paul's the third best. Sure. I mean, Westbrook is just a machine this year. Yeah. At, at shooting guard, I think of Jimmy Butler and then X. I don't think I think Jimmy Butler is in a class by himself this season. I think at small, Iguodala might be the best one. That's actually the true statement, right? So, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's really LeBron, I guess. So LeBron, Iguodala, and the servant are all really good, right? Fair. Fair. All right, and then a power. I, I really think Tristan's the best. I, I don't know who else would you pick. On a per, I mean, he just gets all the rebounds. Like I don't know what to say. He doesn't make any mistakes. Also doesn't score very many points. <laughs> but he plays on a team with like Le, like all these guys who just shoot, you know, like. Sure. It's not like they don't win every game. It's, you know, he, that's not what he's called on to do. Um, they're good power. Tim Duncan still still breathing. Uh, Tim Duncan. Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, Barf. Um, yeah, I mean, Draymond Green is a great choice, I think. Sure. And then I think either Drummond or Hassan Whiteside are good. Sure. All right. So uh, Roman Fusco came up to stand next to us. So, Roman, what hey, deck are you playing tonight? I'm playing Abs and Agro. Abs and Agro? The list that has uh, Air of the Wilds in it. Yeah? Yeah. Ooh. Um. Uh, and you're two and zero. I am two and zero. I'm in one and one. I know. Pretty excited about full, that, aren't you? Full <laughs> assault right now. I. Uh, I. Mulligan. I guess Mulligan both games and like my second game was really weird. Let's not let's not talk about yours anymore, because this doesn't reflect well on you. The <laughs> saltiness. The salt? saltiness that you are full of. Let, let's talk about what Roman's yeah. played against okay. and All right. why his deck is. I played against some. Uh, Interesting decks tonight. I played against a Teamer Black deck round one uh, that had like Dragon Lord Tarka and Undergrowth Champion. Um, Which so one's Undergrowth Champion? Is it GG for 2 2? GG 1 for 2 2? GG for 2 2. And then it gets bigger and bigger? Yeah. Uh, but it's a gnarled mess. It's a gnarled mess. Yeah, so it, was, it was an interesting. This sounds like deck. a loose deck. <laughs> so, was, Undergrowth Champion, Dragon Lord Atarka. Had um. Did he have like Woodland explosive Wanderer? edge or something? No, Woodland Wanderer. So he just planning to cast his spells, right? Like, well, he had the Woodland Wanderer. Sweet. He, yeah, he had Beast Caller Savant, um, and the. So it's kind of like the Teamer Eye deck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Team Arai. He was able to go turn three, make a six six woodland wanderer. That card is oh, that's sweet. good. That Wait, so sweet. based off of the based off of the the two two the two mana one one guy yeah. that with haste and yeah, who can uh, yeah. can cast stuff. Yeah, and then I just played against um, four color collected company deck with like savage knuckle blades and den protectors and raptors and some fun stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think Abzanegro is like really great. I love that deck so much. Yeah. That's what you played repeatedly against me in the PT- PBTQ season back in the day, as I recall. That, that is true. Yeah. How'd that go for you? Ooh, let's talk, is this a little, let's talk about Michael Flores and how cool he is. If that's a topic you want to talk about, I'm certainly not going to stop you. I saw a red-black Devoid deck someone's playing in there. There's, a lot, of, really? there's a lot of decks. It's, yeah. it's, kind, of, cool. it's kind of like seeing decks in the wild. I don't know why I'm so <laughs> salty. This is a random Tuesday night tournament. I just hate losing. You do. Losing sucks. I lost to myself in the first game. Yeah? And I felt really bad about it. Like I, and, Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I... Uh, did my lands wrong? It was very tilting. When you say, did you land, like your French so, land, battle lands? Your French so, land battle land sequencing. Yeah, I mulliganed to six, and I kept a hand of uh, Wooded Foothills, Windswept Teeth, Canopy Vista, Anafenza, Era of the Wilds, and Gideon. And I scryed, and I saw Wooded Foothills on the top of my library, and I put it to the bottom, which is like completely incorrect. And then I couldn't go like Forest Plains, uh, untap Black Source. So I just like screwed myself over, and I was not thinking. Just basically, like, time walk yourself three times or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what happened. Mm. You're still salty, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I can win the next two rounds, I'll still be pissed. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I, I think that my I, the one quote-unquote, I'm not even sure it was a mistake at the time, right? Not getting, we're not rebuying that, that becoming just so non-intuitive. Like, I just had, like, no... But don't you want... To become immense, I had become immense. Super Battle Rage in my hand. So does you want to become more immense? No. I, like, I also like that it's like you have a laugh track behind you. Yeah. You're like, you're like here's a play I made. <laughs> I had I had 22 damage in play. I'm sorry, like in front of me already. Yeah. Like so, I'm like, what do I need more? I mean, like, how am I supposed to know he's gonna flip freaking Soren with his dragons and play the next turn? I'm like, I just wanted to bait him into with blocking. Marty dragons. Marty dragons. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's not why. Like I Mulligan and he had Colgan's command as for as his first or second play both games. Like the, the, it was worse than the first game because he had Soulfire Grandmaster as his first play. Like first first play Soulfire Grandmaster, yeah. second play Colgan's command. Maybe I really should have rebought the. He had, like, at the time I was attacking, he was already at like 30-some life. But I yeah. thought I was going to kill him in two swings. But I did not. That did not happen. Have you, have you played Canadian Highlander, Mike? I don't, I don't know what that means. It's a, it's a vintage Highlander format. I have not played that. 100 cards. You get to play with any card you want. Like any card that's like non-anti, you can play with. And then there's just some points on things. So like Black Lotus is like points. Soul Ring is three points. Ancestral is three points. You only get seven points. Yeah, okay. Point. It's, re- it's really fun. I think you'll like it. Yeah? Yeah. Are you trying to change the subject? I am trying to okay. change the subject. So let's talk about something else. So let's talk about uh, Emergence Genesis again. Okay. Roman, have you have you uh, got a chance to play any Emergence Genesis tonight? Is the Emergence Genesis launch party? It is. Release Ooh. party? I played it uh, a couple months ago when you were playtesting it. Uh, but I haven't got a chance to play it tonight. Who's your favorite superhero in Emergence Genesis? Can I say superhero? You can say Emergence or superhero. Super- yeah, Ooh. that's fine. I don't know. I don't know any of <laughs> the superheroes in Emergence Genesis. Professor Heliod is my favorite. Helios. Helios, sorry. Yes. That's the only one I know his name. That's yeah. What. You don't even know it. <laughs> You're right. I don't even know it. Who's, who are some of the other characters in Emergence Genesis? Uh, so it's called Emergence Genesis because the 
first superheroes in this universe are the Genesis Squadron, yep. which is a superhero team formed by Aloysius Seroth. Uh, and you have Professor Helios, Moxie, the Abyss, and Billy Stopless. Is the are, Abyss a good guy? Yeah, he is a he good guy. He sounds like a bad guy. He's, he's kind of a... He's a little dark. He's, That's uh, racist. No. No, not that kind. Oh, okay. He's just... He's, he's, he's like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, what you know, in your Dungeons and Dragons kind of, uh, you know, character alignment. When you say you're Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, <laughs> and you're looking at me. I am. <laughs> what exactly are you, are you trying to get you, at? You like all your chaotic neutrals and... Oh, I do. I like those. You right? do. You do. What alignment do you think uh, do you think I am? IRL. Chaotic good? Shut up. Lawful evil. <laughs> the opposite of chaotic good. What alignment are you, Brian? I don't know. Chaotic good? <laughs> I don't know. Roman, what are you? I have no N- idea. True neutral like a bear. Sure. <laughs> it's like a frog. <laughs> neutral. Um... Yeah, but then, yeah, and there's, like, another six, or there's another eight superheroes in the in this game, too. So, most of the art was done by Steve Ellis? Most of the art was done by Steve Ellis. Uh, there's some Amanda Connor artwork. You love Amanda Connor. I do love Amanda Connor. So, uh, for those of you at home, Amanda Connor did The Pro with Garth Ennis yes. uh, for, for Image Comics. Uh, longtime artist, Birds of Prey, I want to say. She did some Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Uh and and uh, she did Birds of Prey while Birds of Prey was a TV show yeah. on the WB, as I recall. And then uh, she also did the comic book Tomoe for for Billy Tucci, which I was her first superhero. That was her comic. first. That was like her first like. Is that like in the nineties? Yeah. I don't know that yeah, comic. I edited it. Okay. Is that how you? Is it, no, I knew her before that. Actually, oh, okay. I, I actually knew her when she was doing the Barbie comic for Marvel. Yeah. 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 Did she draw the same style back then? No. No, she had a more cartoon. She, she's super talented. She can do... She was even more cartoony on the Barbie stuff. Well, that's funny, because I think of her as an extremely cartoonist. Yeah. Creature yeah. cartoony artist. Um, right now, she's doing covers for uh, for who right now, right? Well, she also writes Harley Quinn and Starfire oh, with Jimmy. she writes Harley Quinn. Yeah. All the Harley Quinns, right? There's like All nine of them now. Are there? Well, there's like Black, Harley Quinn's Black Book or something like that. I don't Harley know. Harley Quinn and Starfire. Starfire has her own book? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's super popular. It's Amanda and Jimmy also. You know what's amazing to me is like all these female-led books are like are pre- representing this like amazing resurgence in comics. Like Ms. Marvel, the the new one with Kamala Khan, the uh, yeah. the the Muslim and human superhero based in Jersey City, is like the most like widely celebrated comic in 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 the industry right now. Which yeah. is which is which is kind of crazy, right? right? Like the protagonist is a female Muslim in Jersey City and like it everyone loves it more than all these just traditional I don't know white guy with a hammer and <laughs> or uh, a white shield guy, white guys or, with a hammer aren't what they used to or be or a shield or a Literally, shield on their chests um, which is I, I think and then you know the, they have these like, incredibly I, I think, I think loyal Marvel, core of, been incredibly smart incredibly incredibly smart about their inclusiveness about inclusiveness yeah, yeah. Just about the diversity they bring to the comics, the way they've just sort of said, wow, we need to move away from, like, everybody just being, like, you know, a bunch of white guys in, in capes and some female sidekicky kind of characters. That makes me uncomfortable. I like the female characters to be off to the side or perhaps Do you? awaiting in the boudoir. <laughs> <Not up. laughs> 
Um, or the, the, barefoot the, in the kitchen is also fine. Yeah, okay. You're the problem. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Um, uh, I would say I'm just kidding, but, you know. <laughs> but, no, they've, they've, done, they've done an amazing job, like, just making... I mean, like, like you talked about Catherine with Jessica Jones. Yeah. Like, my wife was like, she was like, I don't know. I, she's like, I was like, oh, do you want to watch Jessica Jones? She's like, I don't know. I, I feel like I... She, she watches a lot of comic book shows now, yeah. right? And she's not a comic book person. Uh, she's like, I, I don't know. So I went and started watching it while I was on my way to yeah. Grand Prix Pittsburgh. And I watched a couple episodes, and people started talking about it. And then I was like, I was raving about it a little bit. And she's like, oh, I can't believe you started watching it without me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop. Yeah. You know. But and, you didn't, did you? I didn't. But neither did she. She watched like five episodes so, before I even I got my wife got through the whole season. I've yeah. only gotten like two and a half episodes. So, um. Have you watched Jessica Jones? No, before it's it started. really good. Before it started. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So before I even asked her the thing so she could bet it for Bella. Do you Bella. like comic books at all? Uh. Not like Answer cheap. carefully, Roman. You're near I the mean, street. <laughs> Traffic is coming by. I haven't read enough to like know if I like like it or not. Okay. Um, she recommend me some good titles. The answer is it's the greatest thing there is. I've read The Walking Dead. But that's kind of that's a good comic. Walking Dead's an excellent comic. Um, I don't like the show. So, uh, yo, 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 yo. Uh, before before uh, I asked her to to vet it for Bella. Uh, oh, is it time? I think our next round. All right, so we'll go in a second. I said, hey, Catherine, you want to try yeah, to watch Jessica we'll Jones? She's like, what's it about? I'm like, well, she's a detective and also strong. <laughs> she's like, you are not selling this very well. I'm going to go uh, probably get Mana screwed in my third round. We'll be back. <laughs> Brian, come in here. It's not loud. I'm already recording. I'm already, literally already recording. Come over here. La, 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 waiting for BDM. He's like talking to someone. Maybe it's Matt Ferrando. We went into a room that's not loud. Oh my God, Brian. This is going to be like that time where we just stopped podcasting and like one of us went to the bathroom and we just like let the recorder keep going. Do you remember that time? <laughs> We're like doing a set review or something like, I'll be back. And then like it was just dead noise <laughs> for however long someone went to the bathroom. Um, all right, so I played against stock abs in that round. Yeah. Lost the roll. Yes. Um, oh, are you guys busy? We're recording. Bro. Emergent right. Sentinel Design you. Team. See you guys. Thank you. Hugs and kisses. You're being all sappy and stuff. Ash up. Oh, man, whatever. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I lost the roll, but I won the match. Yeah. It was exciting. Team good. Yeah. It's like fair game. Both players played their spells. Except he had to, like, invest all his men in leveling up his... Yeah, so... the first tree, and then you just... Yeah, so he played first turn ward in the first tree. I played I played first turn side leopard. So seems like you're overmatched. Uh, so he plays land, taps, makes his guy three three, attacks me. So I play land, make my guy three three, draw my command, his ward in the first tree. It did not get any better for him from that <laughs> point on. Yeah. Yeah, like his deck is like all absent charms. So like as long as I kept my guys, you know, which is irrelevant. My guys had too many good cards. I think that's, he drew a bunch of absent charms in game one. Did you, you see the play where I could have just waited until I had seven mana to play my Dragon Lord Dramica and then try to win with Become Immense that with one with the yeah. one mana Become Immense? The problem is my only guy was Nissa, so if I play the seventh land, then Nissa flips. Yeah. So I couldn't make that play. So I just like played Dragon Lord Dramica and then hoped to untap with it, but yeah. I didn't. But then instead, I just had Nissa. Yeah. So just, yeah. Impossible to lose. Roman, did you win? I did win. It's like how many three O's are there? 
I'm not gonna win the. I'm not gonna win the event. What did you say? I'm not gonna win the event. I know. I needed the well, three three ones to I, fight each other and die. Good. Well, they 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 play this round. There's four rounds, right? Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah, but you could pair. You could be paired up against the last four up. There's not another four. Oh, there's there's two three rounds. O's. If there's like no, there's four three, O's. Four four rounds only. Oh, you can't win then. No, I can't win. You can't win then. You made me think unless that I could hobble, win. Unless you, like, hobbled Roman. If I just killed the guys... You know how many times I've had fantasies, like, well, if I just killed six guys ahead of me, I'd probably make it top eight, you know? Please don't tell me that's... What? Don't tell me these... I, I mean, I just think about it. I didn't actually <laughs> I just, kill anyone. I just... I don't, didn't actually kill anyone. I just think about killing people. To win magic tournaments, yes. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Like, I... If that I would really, be defined as wanting it more, right? Yeah. It really, really, really <laughs> would. So, I actually really like my deck. I felt, I felt it played great that match. Yeah, well, great. Um, uh, now I want to. Now I want to go to Milwaukee or whatever. Now, now you. Um, Roman, did you you watch my match? Did you like my deck, or you think it's just dumb? We played some. I, don't know, I haven't seen enough of it. I just watched like one game. We played some fun games. What happened in those games? Uh, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems good. I, I think it's a good deck. Um, I think it's super good against the control decks. Like very, very good against them. And then. You can out mid-range the mid-range Does it, does it involve lulling your opponent to a false sense of security with side leopards and snapping garlands? What is that? You don't think those are good cards? No, I, I think people don't think they're good cards. They might be very They're, like, good. super dumb if they don't think those are good cards. Those are spectacular cards. One mana card that does three? Sure. That's Lightning Bolt, right? It's the best red card ever printed, and it's not even in red. Right? Like, uh, I don't know. My... My side leopard beat the crap out of his level of warden in the first tree. <laughs> I saw you had that seemed, like, that yeah. seemed pretty. That, that play seemed pretty sweet. Yeah, the Gideon emblem's like really. Yeah, that I just like. Oh, double, I just, the double Gideon. I hurled my turn. Gideons into the graveyard, and then yeah. all my guys were four four plus. That was sweet. Like I mean, my my one and two drops were just chomping on his anafenses. So. Yeah. Uh, and then did you see when I just peeled the roast? <laughs> that was game two, right? I don't, yeah, it must have been because I'm going to roast my main deck. It was a trick question, Mike. Yeah, it must have been, yeah. Are you playing this deck uh, this weekend? No, I'm not playing. I don't think I'm going to go in a match tournament this weekend. I think I can hang out in New York. Um, I sided out. He's going to be in Milwaukee. I might be in Milwaukee. He's going to Milwaukee. So I sided out. You know what your cheap flights are to Milwaukee? How cheap? They're super cheap. Like $100? Yeah, they're like 100 bucks. So I sided out uh, four Become Immense and three Seamer Battle Rage in going from game one to game two. So I was on the draw. Yeah. If I were playing game three, I would have put them back in my deck uh, if I'm going to play. Uh, so I figured he would go first. So I sided those cards out because I don't have the initiative. Um, so it's like, what you really want to do is like play like one or two really good guys or two or three really good guys and then just have more guys than he can block on like the third or fourth turn and just kill him. But if he goes first, you can't really do that. Like he could just have Siege Rhino before you have like right. any advantage on the board. So it's just not likely that this is going to be, it's going to pan out. So I sided those out. For two Gideons, three Roasts, and two more Valorous Stance. So I had, like, three Valorous Stance, three Roasts, and four Gideons in my deck over sideboarding. And just, I, don't, I just played clean Magic. Like, the thing is, like, Abzan is just, like, the middlest deck in the entire format. So if you just, like, I think if you just play, like, exactly clean against them, then there's just no dramatic advantage they have other than playing Siege Rhino. Sure. Right? Which is a very good card. But... Where cards like Roast and Valor stand shine. Yeah, I mean, just like, <laughs> like they have their best card, you're just like, yeah, all right. Take all my Midland sideboard cards yeah, and like, make them spectacular. Well, it's just like kill that thing attack for nine. That's yeah, what I did, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and then, and I have Dragon Lord is just like probably more powerful than any of the cards in an Absent deck, I think, in sure. this matchup. Um, you can outrace a 
Wingmate Rock were there, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, his Wingmate Rock was just like a 3-4 yeah, yeah. that blocked a 4-4, four, four, so... Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess when your Magic the Gathering deck works and your opponent is on the back foot, then you always feel like you're John Finkel. That's the, right? that's, like, well, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the insidious part of Magic, right? Magic tricks you into thinking you're a genius. It was like... I mean, like, Aha, I won. Like, how, I, I went two drop, three drop, four drop, and he didn't do anything. Like, how, I am a master of this game. Like, how hyperintuitive is that? Like, he gets me with Warden, which is an excellent card, right? And I go just like, fetch land, get your guy, right? Like, it's just amazing. It looks like the best was, thing you could great, do. That was a great, and then, yeah. but anyone would have seen that play, right? Sure. My, that wasn't even the play that I wanted to play. I wanted to just go like regular land, attack for two, snapping Gnarlet, and then play my fetch land on turn three. Right. And then get him for, like... It was too good. Game. It was also no, too good, right? too much of an opening, right? He sunk three mana into... Uh, three mana and two turns into his one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he plays... Then he plays, what do you call it? Air of the Wilds. And it's just, like, a clean trade there. It's just the best thing you could ever have. Right. And I just played two guys on the third turn. And the game still lasted a million years. Yeah. <laughs> you needed to draw something at the end there, right? Like, you were a little... I mean, you I, were a little I was in, I was, I was like in top deck mode, but he was in top deck mode too, and I had an active Nissa. Yeah. So I think like two guys in top deck mode, one of them has an active Nissa, the other guy has nothing. Uh, is a, you know, we both had like one card in hand. Mine was a forest, and his was something that doesn't deal with a Nissa apparently. That's but then my Nissa peeled me into it's a Gideon. Insane so. how magic has changed. Like you think about the fact that you could just be playing, you could theoretically just play a straight green red deck. Yeah. Where at some point on the board you have. An outpost siege, and a flipped Nissa. Yeah. And you're just drawing three cards a turn. Yes, that's true. That that's was insane. wasn't that wasn't that my first round match? <laughs> but that's that's actually just insane. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like the cards are really good. Yeah, I know, but it just feels so like I'm just talking about just in terms of like color pie and what magic is supposed to feel like. Like the idea that like this card that you could actually just play. You could be playing against a blue deck that could not keep up with that kind of yeah. card drawing. Even with card drawing spells in their deck. So, here's the thing. Would you have cited an Outpost Siege against it? It's like, I have, all the, I have all my removal in, right? So, like, Outpost Siege and removal is very good against a deck that's playing fair. Would you have cited an Outpost Siege Against which what? Which opponent? Abzan opponent, yeah. Like, I had, like, seven removal spells. Didn't see, it seemed like... It se yeah. It seemed like your Valor stances and your Eros were just better cards. Like... Are no, you, I could decide in, you decided I decided everything? as well, yeah. And then just, what are you taking out to make Dragon room Lord for Dramica. Yeah, maybe. It's like, it costs six, I have yeah. three of them. So the reason I didn't, though, is like, I figured he probably had Dramica's Command in his deck. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then my cards... Yeah, I was a little surprised to see that he had Silk Silk Crap. I mean, look, I was... If I had eight Dramica's Commands in my deck, like, Silk Crap seems like a liability. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised. It was good, though. He got you. I mean... He didn't get me. I won the game. Like, he got you. He, he got won, me with a one-for-one. He won for the one. battle. Well, no. That's, <laughs> that's not what winning the battle is. Yeah, I play, it is. I cast a, winning the battle involves losing the war. I've learned this. I paid a one-mana card, word of the first tree, which I did not put any mana into, to use a two-mana card to deal with it. That's not winning the battle. The and battle. I was left with two additional guys in play at the point that that happened. Sure. You know, I, he Hence had, winning the war. Yeah. He had tragic arrogance in his hand at the end of the game. Did he really? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have blown... Would it have blown me out? I don't know. I guess... Like, I have, I forget about playing against that card. It's been yeah. so long. It's, uh, did you play with tragic arrogance in your deck, Roman? I had one in my hand. Is it super good? Is it good against me? It looks spectacularly good against me. I don't think so. Because my playing, guys are too terrible. Well, you're not playing, like, a ton of guys either, right? I have, like, 20-some guys. That still leaves you with a guy... Yeah, and like if he cast it, the guy would have less with his Dragonlord Drone. 
he gets to pick. Oh, I don't get to pick? No. I really don't know how this card works, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it seems awesome. You confused it's, me. It's spectacular. Maybe it's awesome. It kills the heck out of Dragon Link Chromacom. Yeah. But I guess when you have all those Gideon emblems, <laughs> it doesn't matter what your guy is. Yeah. Um, so, 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 there's still another round. It's been pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fun a round ago. Though. Yeah, I'm no. Just like, yeah, round ago. For the for the podcast listeners, they'd be like, he was so upset a minute ago. Yeah, just one moment ago. Oh, now he's such, such he a good won mood. in that moment. Yeah, now yes. I'm in such a good mood. Um, yeah, it's good that I didn't win the tournament though. That I have to fly to stupid Milwaukee or whatever. You might still fly. I mean, you don't know. I Ro- like my deck. What if Roman and the other three O concede? Both concede. They just both concede, and, and then, then I win. Just to trick you into going to Milwaukee. But then I but then that I be, still lose on tiebreakers. No. <laughs> no. No. I need to win this tournament so that Mike doesn't. I mean, I'm already not going to win. Whether or not you win is irrelevant. It's totally relevant. Not to me. It's rubbing in your face. Oh, I didn't win a Tuesday night. If I'd known there was going to be a commander set, I would have actually just built an Atarka red deck. I would have just made you a deck if you wanted. I I assumed you were going to have a deck. You said we were going to play standard. I I was just doing an emergency. You were going to play standard. I was doing emergency Genesis stuff. So how, how did it go tonight? People like, like, go, like go emergency yeah. Yeah, people, so people seem to have a good time. They're punching things. They're punching. I looked at their grips. They had like cards that say punch. And so when you when you start the game, you have uh, a deck of nine focus, which is like that's currency. what I need to do. Focus. It's currency. If I had focus, I might have taken back that 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 uh, become immense. Yeah. Buy cards, and then there's three punches. And that's what's kind of different about these. You can actually like decide to hit your opponent in this game, as opposed to just like a lot of deck building games. You're just building. Like your cards and you're doing stuff, and you're not really interacting with your opponents. Here, you actually have to do damage to your opponent. You actually have to do like thirty damage. When you do that via punching, punching other better punches. How about kicks? There's 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 a flying kick. Are there smashes? There's uh yeah. There's Are there some grabs? Kind of no grabs. Are there shakes? There's a, there's, a, there's like a shoulder pinch. Shoulder like a Vulcan. Yeah, like there's like a shoulder pinch, Vulcan like a nerve strike. I think it's called. Did you watch the show Fringe when it was on TV? Of course, I, I didn't. I'm only watching it at the gym. Oh, I watch. I watch every episode. It's all, it's all yeah. on. It's all on Amazon it's Prime. Good. So I'm watching Fringe. It's good. It changes every season. It's like a different universe all the time. Kind of, yeah. It just pivots somehow. It's it's great. She, I think she's terrific. Anna Torv, yeah, I yeah, like her. She hasn't done anything else. She hasn't done anything else. Um, she's very. She's like. She's not like I, I hate to say she's not obviously beautiful because she is obviously beautiful, but like she's just very. She different. sneaks up on you sometimes. And she's like. I would and what's the name of the guy? John Noble is the guy. Oh, the old guy. Old guy. He's he in everything. Walter. He's in everything now. Yeah. He's in every. He plays the bad guy in everything. And Pacey is the is the romantic lead, right? Oh, Pacey that, from uh, Dawson's he's, Creek. He's fantastic. On that and he's show. also in the Affair. You, you look like a guy that watches the Affair. I don't watch the Affair. And won the then won the Emmy. I know. One? I didn't watch it. I'll watch it. Like a lot of. I can't even. Do you not have Showtime? I don't have Showtime. Okay, so that's the reason you don't yeah, watch yeah. it. You're like, say this freaking narrative. You just don't have Showtime. But I, yeah, I don't have Showtime, and it doesn't show up on Netflix or Amazon. It will eventually. Oh, I hope so. Eventually it, it will. will. But it hasn't yet. Yeah, so I think it won the Emmy, right? For best, yeah. for best show. Um, yeah. the, the the woman on, on The Affair, we never remember her name, so we call her Duck Lips. Ruth Wilson. Yeah, she's got Duck Lips, so we call her Duck Ruth Lips. Ruth Wilson. She was on Luther. Oh. she British? She is. They're all British and they play Americans? Yes, she's British. She, Weird. Have you watched, not watched Luther? I have, but I just don't remember. Do you remember the crazy female serial killer that from was in... season two or three? season one that was in love with it? She's in all the seasons. Okay. 
But she's in, love, she's in love with him, and she's a crazy serial killer. I went through this phase where I didn't have Netflix, so I actually bought all these, like, foreign TV shows. I know, it's dumb. Yeah. It's like not having Showtime. Do you know yeah. anybody like that? <laughs> but it's literally just didn't pay the $8 a month for Netflix for, like, two years. So instead, I bought everything. Sure. It was just asinine. Sure. Now I write about the things that you should watch for free on Netflix. <laughs> um, which, uh, Jessica Jones is also on that list. Good. The world has changed, man. Can you imagine, like, when there were video stores and you were spending, like, $5 or even $1 or $2 to get Do you video? even know what a video store is? Yes. Did you, you do, see, like, a VHS? I was old enough you... to go to Blockbuster. Oh, okay. Wow, what a difference. Blockbuster video. Wow. Is that really their slogan? That's their slogan. <laughs> and it's a wonder that they don't exist anymore. So, I don't remember who it was. There's some comedian who was on some show who was talking about how, like, all these comedians, like Aziz Ansari has a deal with yeah. Netflix. Other comedians have a deal with Amazon Prime. And he's like, I just got a deal with UPS Ground. <laughs> they own Brown. Yeah. That's their whole brand. It's just like, we own the color Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather own a different color than Brown. Sure. Um, so, Roman. So, so you're, gonna, you're planning to win this tournament. Yeah. You're just playing stock... Absent aggro. Yep. Four air of the wilds. No hanger back walkers. Zero. Because you just don't like you don't like hanger back walkers. You like air of the wilds. Yeah, I think that like everyone has a way to answer hanger back walker in their decks. If somebody plays hanger back walker against <laughs> it's, it's me, pretty good against it you just blocks the hell out of my guys. I'll tell you that. Sometimes it'll trade and kill them. Sometimes it'll just kill them. If it's like big enough, yeah. it's my guy. Thank you for not playing hanger back walker. Good for me. I mean. I like Red the Wilds. I think it's better against like the ramp decks to like increase the clock. It's hitting for two. It's yeah. a two-two creature. It hits for three. Do you know what that card does? Sometimes it hits for three like all the time. You've played it against me in a, in previous incarnations of Abzan Negro. Yeah. I don't remember getting hit very hard. It's a two-two for two. Is anyone playing the ramp deck here? The blue ramp deck seems like it would be way up oh, is, your alley. Is, is that the one with uh, Part, Drowner of Sorrows? No, four veil. Part the Part water veil. Oh. Nice. Yeah, that's up your alley. I like, I like the Eldrazi ramp deck that has from time. beyond and, what is it, Drowner of Hope or Drowner, Drowner of Hope? Which one's Drowner of Hope? Drowner of Hope was like, I, I played against Which that one is Drowner of Hope? Drowner, Drowner of the Hope, it's six mana, blue five for a five five. five, five. And it puts three, two. Two, two Eldrazi spawns into play. And they can tap guys. And you can sacrifice them to tap a guy. Yeah. And so with like and that from, is a card that you want to play in constructed deck. Well, in my in, from beyond ramp to Eldrazi deck, deck. Oh, I see. Yeah, I played against that card, and I just like couldn't beat it. My opponent played like a drowner on like turn three or turn four. Yeah. And it, it slows me down so much. Did they have from beyond also? I didn't see one. I think that um, card is underplayed. I think that card's so. The problem with from beyond is it's competing with explosive vegetation at all, right? And it's the explosive vegetation like that can eat a Dramaka, Dramaka's command, right? Sure. So, like, if you play Hedron Archive, that doesn't eat a Dramaka's command. Sure, it sure. eats a Coligan's command. The Dramaka's sure. command is a much sure. better card, more commonly played. Um, oh, my God. Did you... Did you yeah. Fran, Frando showed me some modern deck that's just, like... The Eldrazi one? Oblivion Soaring and Bajuka yeah. Bogging. Wasteland Stranglers and Endless Ones? <laughs> yeah, that deck seems... Sweet! Wait, so, Bajuka Bogging... Well, like you, it's just like it literally runs like four bajuka bogs. Okay, I know what that card does. Four, like because four. you exile their graveyard and all their fetch lands and all their things, and then you cast Oblivion Sower. 
And you get DI lands. You get D, yes. Whether or not it resolves, you get DI lands. Is that how that works? I believe is it, so. Is it, is it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't really like it that much. What you don't like? I was it? I was whispering yeah. that I don't like. It. I like it actually. Yeah, I love it. In my imagination, I've now invented this combo. <laughs> I believe Jerry Thompson invented this combo. Oh, he did? Yeah, I believe so. In my imagination, Michael J. Jason, <laughs> just now, you are witness to this moment of epiphany. You could also play for Relic of Progenitus, too. Yeah. Is that in this deck? Yeah. Yep. I also invented that. <laughs> Man, and I am very creative tonight. And stuff, I think. Yeah. And so, like, the, the point is to just cast Gigundo things. Yeah, yeah, it yes. runs, like, all the cost reducers for all Drowsy lands. So it's like, it's like Black Tron. Yeah. It, it plays like a Tron deck. It's, but it's like what? bogging instead. Yeah, so, yeah. like, what if your opponent's just playing, like. Oh, and he plays Blade Herder, too. Yeah, yeah. What if your so opponent's just, like, like, Mountain Jackalpup? Like, your deck doesn't work? I, mean, I imagine you have Infests or something. <laughs> infests are horrible with <laughs> Jackalpup. You're going to take, like, 16 yeah. damage, and then, it, then you're going to remove a 1 with a 3. There's a lot of, like. Doomblade and go for the throat type cards in the deck too. Yeah, those are bad against like goblin guides. That's like that's not right. what you want to be. I don't know. You get to play Wasteland Strangler on the yeah. turn you go two. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to remove a card from that. Yeah, you bajuka bomb. It's they fetch landed, you bajuka bomb. Why did they fetch land? They're playing mountain. No one just mountains, they, they fetch do. land mountain. Yeah. It's modern. Some they people fetch land mountain. They don't mountain. You don't mountain. They don't mountain. It's your task to play Mountain now. <laughs> How else will you defeat the Relic of Progenitus? <laughs> you must, Mountain. Help me, Mountain. You're my only hope. Are you excited for the new Star Wars movie coming out? I am very excited for the Star Wars movie. I can't wait. And then again, 17 like, days? 17 they days. They have to re-earn my trust. I'm not seeing it on opening day. I probably won't see it until after Christmas. Brian is a liar. No, I'm not a liar. You're going to see it. I'm going to see it, but I probably won't see it. But why are you just, put, why are you just subjecting yourself to Spoilerville? That's what you're going to do. Everyone's going to tell you what happens. I don't care. I need to watch it like the day, the day after. Don't you want to know about their stupid lightsaber with like, the cross guard? I don't, I don't get excited about lightsabers when you get excited about Oh my about god, I lightsabers. love lightsaber discussions. I, I don't, I don't, you know. I know Here. that they were a poor substitute for Highlander Swords to Nowhere. The number of people listening to that podcast who understand that reference? Actually, probably about 5,000, actually. I understand that reference. Um, yeah, I, so first of all, I still... So my wife wants to see the Star Wars movie. Okay. But she still has not seen the Star Wars movies. The original Star the Wars The original movie. three Star Wars movies. We're not going to... She's actually seen the... Jar the Jar crappy Jar ones? She saw the crappy one. Well, we all went when it opened. She, she only went, saw the first one. She only saw the first one. She must have been disappointed after she was that terribly one. I never want to watch another we, 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 we went opening night at the Zigfield. Yeah. For the for the new Star Wars, bunch of us. Everyone was super excited. We were stoked. We were chanting. Garbage. And we, we saw it, and we were psyched and excited through the whole movie. We came out, and we were like, yeah! The first we, opening scenes, like, how subtle they are with the lightsabers and stuff, it seems awesome, and out, then it got we were really still, bad We were quickly. still really pumped up. At the end? And at the end, we were still pumped, and we got to the bar afterwards, and we were like, that sucked. <laughs> Like, like we were just on this so, adrenaline rush through the whole movie, so, and as soon as we were outside and in front of a beer... We realized that the movie. I was went to terrible. the Zigfeld two or three weeks ago, and I saw Spectre. Oh, how was it? Not a good. It's uh, it's it's not good enough to be the second most expensive. I, I, movie I wanted to. See, I really want. To, I would have seen it by now if it had gotten anything resembling a good review. So it's like a super disjointed movie. Like it covers a lot of the same ground as the last movie too, right? 
I don't think I like these Bond movies that are just direct sequels of each other. Yeah. It's just like, this is just a sequel to Skyfall. Yeah. Like, well, the case that we didn't finish in Skyfall... Is well, they've be- been doing that. I mean, this has all been the case that starts yeah. in Casino Royale, right? It's all been a but sequence they, of they events. Have this great, I think that... Yeah, I, I think I've said this even on the podcast before. They had this op- great opportunity in Skyfall to make Bond not Bond, right? Be like, that Bond is like this guy, he's, they're committed many Bonds, and he, which there are, right? Yeah. Like, that's one interpretation of Smith, and he was just like Joe Smith before he became 007, and then that he had his own origin story, and that would have been a great opportunity, I think. But instead, they're like creating this character who's just like, it's neither loyal to the broccoli tradition, nor really loyal to Fleming, right? Sure. And there are great elements of it, right? Are like, you reading the Bond comic? No, I didn't even know there was one. Um, I forget if it's... I think it's Garth Ennis is writing it. Oh, yeah? And it's... But it's all the Fleming. It's Fleming, right? Yeah. It's is all around starting? All right, so we'll have to pick this up after after I win my next round. Okay. All right. All right. It's in the books. Roman did not play the last round because he's a... Hoo-ha! I split with a friend and got three commander decks. And you, no matter who you quote unquote. By the way, that was a kind of a like it was a twelve person tournament, and the first prize was five five commander decks. Is that great? It's pretty good. So for like a Tuesday tournament, that's like kind of yeah. It's like every month they do like a big prize thing, so the entry is a little more expensive, but the prize are like. What was the entry for this? I think like fifteen probably. I guess they didn't charge me that much for my espressos then. So. Uh, I, <laughs> His espresso was very expensive. I, I, I didn't know it's because he paid extra for I it. Won, I won uh, the last round. So the first game I kept two forests, Snapping Gnarled, uh, Scythe Leopard, Nyssa, and I just never played a third land. Yeah. Then game two... Um, uh, you comboed. I, com- I comboed exactly the spot, you know, like, they had removal, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I had one more guy, Xaxes on mana. And then game three, I don't know, my... Her, 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 her deck didn't seem to do anything that game. No, she had cards. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I, she's cursing right now. She's really salty. Right? Yeah. She seemed pretty pleasant, that's, actually. That's like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the way normal people are when they play Magic. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> I was, like, super salty when I lost. Uh, yeah, like, I liked comboing. I didn't sideboard for game two. I knew I was on the play. So I was just playing Abzan with the, that... Abzan Blue. Yeah. That's what, that Converge Elf? I'd never seen that before. Skyward Elf, yep. Is that guy good? I've never played that card as in before. It's like 3-3 three, three flyer. It's a 3-3 three, three flyer for 3. Yeah. I like playing cards like Woodland Wanderer. Like, I mean, she was playing like the same full strokes and stuff, I guess, in her sideboard. Yeah, I actually, I didn't say it, but I mean, that was, like, for game 3, she sided in disdainful stroke against me. And I guess because I comboed her with Become Immense in game 2. But yeah, the, it seems like not the greatest. But the only card that she could disdainful stroke in my entire deck was Gideon in in, in, like, in game 3. Because, like, I had other 6 drops, but they were Dramaka. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> um, hey, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, maybe um, another uh, magic tournament. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Luckily, I didn't win the tournament, so uh, I'm not compulsory uh, to uh, attend some. I told you you win. Right, you didn't beginning. win either. I didn't win, but I won in a sense. Well, you would have won, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. What was his trash deck? Trash talk, you think? I have no just idea. Trash talk right now. Trash talk. Jeff Jow. Yeah, just trash talk. I have no idea what he's playing. So does it matter? Does it matter what he was playing? No, I would have won anyway. <laughs> we but. should just do this on F and M's or like do Tuesday night tournaments or whatever. It seems pretty fun. Yeah. Play, do podcasts. What deck would you have given me? I don't know. What deck do you want? I can make like I could have made Abzan. 
don't want to play Abzan. Well, it's Dexy. I want to play Eldrazi. Play, yeah, Eldrazi. I don't have any of those cards. Parth the Water Veil. I have those cards. I don't own a single Parth the Water Veil or Ulamog or. Maybe I own, I don't do I own Ulamog? Does that seem like the kind of card that you I would have gone on? Yeah, you do. Did you see George's do I? deck with all the blue? He built some Oh, that's the time walk? Do all the time walks. I, I, is Pittsburgh? it good? No, no. Probably not. I don't think it's very good. Everything it, costs five or six. I think it was sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, like once you get the first time walk off, it's pretty easy from there. So yeah. I, I actually, I thought my deck was well positioned because people are playing like these Eldrazi ramp decks. My deck's awesome against those. It's awesome against I didn't see any Esper control. No, well, no. I mean, I'm just looking at the recent tournament performances, mm. right? It's awesome against control, like Esper. It's awesome against that kind of deck. Awesome against Ramp. Uh, and it's like, it seems it's awesome against Abzan. Uh, I, I guess bad against Mardu. I know that's what I lost, though. I just didn't draw lands, though. What do you think about, like, Jessica Black? Um, I think... Or, like, the, the token strategies and stuff? I mean, I played a similar deck on the Pro Tour, and I thought I had a very good Jeskai Black matchup. Like, not overwhelmingly good, but, like, I would win most of the time. And this deck's pretty much the same deck I played on the Pro Tour with Dragon Lord Dramaka. No one plays the Sam Black Bant tokens list anymore. Oh, that's no, sweet. People that, deck are, was, that deck was pretty sweet. Yeah. People are moving into the more of, like, the Esper builds, I think. Yeah. Uh, with the Black White builds. Uh, the Esper build seemed really I exciting. The, I thought the evolutionary leaps that Sam was yep. talking about putting into the main at the time, and I think he has since... We're, we're really like so you cool. like you leap with like just a token you just leap your token yeah you leap like your tokens into like misses yeah and elvish visionaries and mm. wingmate roche and wingmate roche yeah that was I think his only three actual creatures in the deck oh, that's interesting what do you think about your matchup against the uh, the rally decks probably not very good I mean I, I don't know if I go first I can just kill them like I think like if the game goes like more than five or six turns I can't possibly win Right, like their their deck just accumulates so many advantages. Mm -hmm. I have to just like really pressure them down. Yeah. Um, like, but, but I could just kill them on the third turn. That's the thing. You know, like, I can kill them faster. They can kill me, especially if I if I uh, win the flip. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think if I were playing against that in a tournament, I'd probably be fine with it. Like, I would be fine losing to it. I'd so, be fine winning against it. To sum up. To sum up. Play Obzon. If you're not set on winning, <laughs> you could play Naya Combo. Watch <laughs> Jessica Jones. Yeah. Buy Emergence Genesis. Przingus, Przingus, Przingus. Przingus, Przingus, Przingus. All right. This has been Top 8 Magic. I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And uh, introducing Roman. We're introducing... I think Roman's been on the podcast before. Have you been on the podcast before? Maybe like a year ago or something. Okay. Yeah, so... Reintroducing uh, Roman. Reintroducing. And go on, go on Fetchland and read all the awesome things on Fetchland. Brian's writing recaps should I, should I just post, of Into like, the Badlands. Thanksgiving recipes without a kitchen table gaming episode? Yeah, just do anything. Yeah. Okay. I also have a kitchen table gaming episode on my phone right now. Oh, right now? Right now. I just got it. So I got to make two edits, and then it'll probably be up by Friday. All right. That's spectacular. All right. Go to Fetchland. Uh, what's some, What's your favorite thing on Fetchland? Into, into the Badlands recaps? God, no. Far, <laughs> Fargo. Fargo recaps. Sorry. Fargo recaps. So read Fargo Actually, recaps. American Horror Story recaps. American by the way, Horror American Horror Story Hotel is like the one show that's on right now that people aren't talking about enough. It's spectacular. So when we post the recap, just like, just go crazy about saying that. I have been. All right, all right. And thanks everyone. This is uh, the Uncommons. Tuesday night tournament's fun. Yeah. Play it again. All right, bye-bye.